When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to the Potterverse. It's a podcast dedicated to the book and film universe of Harry Potter. So grab your favorite wands and time turners. Let's step into the night to pursue that flighty temptress adventure. My name's Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I'm kind of out on Mr. Diggory. Oh, I mean, he's he's proud. He's proud, kinda right? Kind of out. I mean... He's a, he's a little... We gotta give him a little break because of what happens. He still doesn't know that's gonna happen quite yet, so no. I, I'm, I'm out. He's proud of his only child, and he's ready to roll. Well, speaking of, of Amos Diggory, here we are in Chapter 6 of The Goblet of Fire, The Port Key. Merlin's beard, said Amos Diggory, his eyes widening. Harry? Harry Potter? Er, yeah, said Harry. Harry was used to people looking curiously at him when they met him, used to the way their eyes moved at once to the lightning scar on his forehead, but it always made him feel uncomfortable. Seds talked about you, of course, said Amos Diggory, told us about playing against you last year. I said to him, I said, said, that'll be something to tell your grandchildren. That will. You beat Harry Potter. Oh. There were so many great things in this chapter, but reading that one, knowing what we know, spoiler alert, that Cedric Diggory dies in this chapter and cannot Well, he doesn't sire, die in this chapter. I mean, not in this chapter, in this book, and he cannot sire children, nonetheless, grandchildren. That's my boy! <sighs> Goodness me. Goodness, goodness me. So. Not great, Bob. Not great. Now, before we get into all of the analysis of this chapter, we wanted to remind you that the Potterverse is brought to you by our friends at jointhenerdclan.com, where as little as $2 a month gets you access to... Our podcast episodes early, our book clubs, we do special extra events for our friends there. So if this podcast brings you joy, I'm going to tell you something. It means a heck of a lot to Blake and I when you like, you comment, you share, you tell a friend, you write a review in Apple Podcasts, and most importantly, when you become a member of the beloved team at jointhenerdclan.com. We have a lofty goal this year to reach 1,000 members at jointhenerdclan.com, so make sure that you are part of that group. You do not want to miss out this year as we have some really, really fun things that we've got planned up when we hit that goal. All right, you ready to get into the show? Let's get her done. Yes. I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. So here we go. Uh, in chapter six, the port key. Basically, the kids wake up at the crack of dawn. They learn all about apparition. Thank you, some backstory and understanding how apparition and port keys work. And then they meet Amos Diggory and Cedric Diggory and bippity boppity boo away. 
<laughs> that's that's it. That's that, that is, is it. the whole chapter. Yes, it is not a difficult chapter. There's a lot of stuff that just has to be carefully interwoven in as they are going to play important pieces in the future of the Goblet so of Fire. So let's let's talk about the the biggest major question that I have here right now. Where do the Marvin. love goods live? Uh, well, no, but that is a question. I think this is the first time we've heard of the Love Goods, this is it is not? This is the first time. Yeah, interesting. We get interesting. to learn about the, like the neighborhood peeps. You know that the Diggories are near the Weasleys, who are near the Love Goods. Hey! <laughs> and then there's an, there's the other family that, like, yeah, they couldn't get tickets. So there was, like, the split. The Fawcett. The Fawcetts, yeah. So Farrah Far- Far- Fawcett yes. apparently is, is a... Oh, yeah, she's, is, she's she, a wizard. She's, she's totally a witch. A witch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Having hair like that. Oh yeah, the, the only no that's the only spray. way. No hairspray could can't could handle that. <laughs> you know that that is a charm. Um, yeah, my question, uh, Marvin, is: Did the author know straight up that she was murdering Cedric by the end of this book? Yes, and she knew straight up that she was murdering Cedric by the end of this book. So she p- specifically puts it in here at the beginning of this book. Oh yeah, said it's gonna be great. You can tell your kids, tell your yes. kids, tell your grandkids yes. that you be she Harry Potter. Wants to take the the knife and just wrench it into your heart when you reread it. Because when you read it now, once again, apologies for those of you who are reading for the first time. This is a just spoiler spoiled, podcast. Just spoiled it all for you. Cedric's gonna die, right? <laughs> so when you're reading it for the first time. You're just learning of a gentleman-like boy who also plays Quidditch, who is a Hufflepuff. He's one of the finest Hufflepuffs that we get to learn about in the Potterverse, not mm-hmm. just in the series, but in the Potterverse. So, um, you know, we get we get a really good idea, a solid good idea of what a, a Hufflepuff is like. We don't really get that many Ravenclaws aside from, from Luna. We don't really get that many Hufflepuffs aside from Cedric. So we get to spend a lot of time with him. And it is... So great when you get to have rereads like we are now and right. you read that. And that's why I had to read that. You gotta tell your grandkids about this someday. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, let's start things off. You know, the the kids all get woken up super early because they need to be awake. They're actually, this day takes place, I believe, over the next three chapters. Oh, my goodness. Like, they wake up early to go to the Quidditch World Cup. Right. Like... Uh, let's hope that they have some kid caffeine because they're going to need it. They're going to need it. They were so tired. Yeah, it's, it's called candy. <laughs> yeah. They were so tired. They didn't even talk when they got dressed. You know, when you were that tired, Oh yeah. we all, we all have had those days in our lives with wherever you are in a chapter of life where you're so tired. They're like, I can't even talk. And then they go downstairs and Mrs. Weasley is uh, scooping up some porridge, mm-hmm. which I just love. I love how often we just get to hear about all the foods, particularly at the Weasley's house. You know, it's just like homey and cozy. Yeah. And she's just there and she's like, I have to cook for how many kids? Like, normally it's a lot, but now it's even more. Yeah. Oatmeal. All of you, oatmeal. You each get three raisins. Like, that is it. We are rationing raisins. And you know who doesn't get any? Don't even think about sugar. No. Charlie and Bill and Percy, they don't even get any because they're sleeping in. <laughs> they can fend for themselves. Yes. Maybe they can apparate up themselves an apple. How did you like Mr. Weasley's muggle outfit? Uh, you know what? It sounds like a good dad outfit. Mm. It sounds like a pair of jeans that just just a little bit too big with a big, thick leather belt. Oh, yeah. So for those I'm of in. you who don't know where Blake and I live, we live in Rhode Island, and it's smack dab in between Boston and New York. And um, for those of you who have never had the pleasure of coming up north, people here are really snobby when it comes to like people dressing oddly. 
in public, particularly people dressing oddly going to like Walmart, um, right? Yes. So once you go further north, once you're in like New Hampshire, which mind you, probably from New York to New Hampshire is still the same space as in one state yeah, when you're like a normal size state. <laughs> but like people here, when they vacation in New Hampshire, which is wicked far, it's like an hour oh, and 20 minutes away. It's wicked far. Wicked far. And then you go to New Hampshire and sometimes people in some areas of New Hampshire will go to Walmart in their jammies. It's just like Walmart attire. Yeah. Walmart slash pandemic attire. I mean, let's be real. I have gone out in some of the most atrocious outfits this year with sunglasses and a mask because I'm like, who's going to know? Don't nobody know who you are. Who's going to know when I'm in a straight up like Harry Potter Snuggie? Nobody's going to judge me. <laughs> I just pretend I'm in like Bumpkin Town, New Hampshire. And I love all my New Hampshire people. Those of you tuning in. By the way, I went to college yes. in New Hampshire. We, all right? so we often one of think you. about that we want to live in New Hampshire. Okay, so we love it there. Absolutely. I would love to go to Walmart in my jammies without being judged by some snobby Boston people. Goffs, okay, Goffstown pride right there. <laughs> so, okay, So I'm, re- I'm reading this and I'm like... This is this is what it is. Right. You know, it's you're like, I'm too tired to really get dressed, but I'm just going to Walmart outfit. Yeah, I'm, going, I'm going to Walmart. So if he wasn't necessarily going to get a port key, yeah. if he was going to Wally's. Maybe, maybe he would have, you know, spiced it up a little yeah. bit. But you know what? The the oversized jeans, the big leather belt. He's like, I've seen muggles. Yep. I went to New Hampshire. This, <laughs> I've seen Goffstown. I've been to Manchester. Once again, we love New Hampshire. Yeah, man, seriously, my love of New Hampshire knows no bounds. Truly. I miss it every day. It's a it's a great state. All you great live free or die people. Okay, so so we've got the muggle outfit. And then we and was like, yeah, that looks good, actually. And he doesn't want to hurt his feelings, <laughs> yeah, right? He just like <laughs> hooked him up yesterday by making his uncle apologize to him. He probably should have been like, didn't you see what my uncle was wearing yesterday? Right. <laughs> Could have borrowed some of his clothes. Uh, then we start to learn about apparition because Charlie, Bill, and Percy are sleeping in because they can apparate. They've all passed the test, Charlie, after several tries. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we learn about the the way that people apparate or don't properly apparate. We learn about how if you apparate incorrectly, you can be splinched, which means losing parts of your body. And we see this in the future. We, we see it uh, when the kids in, I think it's book six, are practicing apparating. I think like Hannah Abbott gets splinched, accidentally learn it. It's okay. You know, um, but it's different in the movies. Splinching well, movie, is different. Is, is splinching is different in the movie? I think in the movie we only see Ron get splinched. Correct. So, but it's and, like an injury. It's not like he, he like. Well, so here's here's the interesting thing because I'm I'm reading this and I'm like, gosh, there's so many people. So we've got Bill, Charlie, Percy, and Mister Weasley who can apparate. Why couldn't they do side side along apparition? You know what I mean? Like when Dumbledore goes and picks up Harry and the Half Blood Prince, he's he does Dumbledore. side along. Well, a he's Dumbledore, but also there's so many flipping Weasleys That's that true. they'd have to do like two. <laughs> and we know what happened when Hermione took both Ron and Harry. Ron right. got splinched. Okay, got splinched. I feel like the more people, the more elements that you have in this, the more splinch likely you are. You know what it's like? It's when you have like cable service. Yeah. You know, and like oh yeah, like oh yeah, I can split the cable. We we can go on that room and go this room and go that room. You just got too many people on your Wi-Fi. You get too many people on the Wi-Fi. You know, you got a family and everyone's on their little iPads, their phones, they're watching. Apple TV and suddenly you're like my iFi my Wi-Fi doesn't work I just called it iFi like <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is it's like your Wi-Fi is being used by too many people but also they tell us here to like help out because I don't think necessarily the author had thought about side side along apparition at this point no way do you like that I like act like I'm Dumbledore yeah, for those of you who are not watching the video I keep putting my hand out grab like my I'm Dumbledore hand, Harry grab my hand Harry. <laughs> 
I'm sorry you don't get to go on your date tonight. She was rather pretty. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but we also learn oh, um, that We're the so World cool. Cup is such a big deal that they actually can't have that many people apparating. People will be like apparating on top of each other. Yes, can't that do they that. have to carefully space people out. And get this. The poorer you are, and the, the the cheaper tickets that you had to get. Yeah, the the, the earlier you gotta go. How does that work? I feel like that's like I, I feel like if you that's... got minimum wage and you could only afford the cheapest tickets. You think you can take off two weeks extra of it, work? Right, and you can buy all the necessary food and, and like rent the tent that much longer. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. What? No, no, come on, you guys are witches. Figure this out. I read that and I'm like, that's a, an amazing deterrent to keep it so that low income wizards can't, can't go. come. Right. What the heck? Right. Uh. So they, but they got to fill seats somehow. Um, hey, this is like the biggest event in the entire world. So they do. Right. You know, they do. It's fine. Think of all, think of the porta potties. Like, they got to go to the bathroom. Can okay. you bippity boppity boo you? You can bippity boppity boo that. You can? Yeah. You can, they, can, they can do that. <laughs> so we learn about apparating, which is important. Yep. We learn about porkies. Okay, so this is how they're figuring out. They're telling us the different modes of transportation that people can be apparating, but it has to be carefully monitored so they're not just all apparating on top of each other, but also so the muggles don't notice. Sure. They a bunch of people are taking muggle transportation, but once again, not too many, so the muggles don't notice. Right. And then there's tons of port keys, and these are like the most accessible. Uh, these port keys are timed. Um, they're not necessarily always timed for port keys, mm-hmm. but they've got random objects all over the countryside. And I find it quite interesting that you don't necessarily even know what it is. You just like go to this hill and look for a random old thing. <laughs> like, like they didn't tell you like okay if you're in the weasley's neighborhood yeah you're looking for a boot they yeah. don't even tell them there's that. no like a key for a map or anything it's just like no. look for old stuff imagine just being like a hiker <laughs> bippity boppity boo to the world cup well you know you'd have to be at a specific time but like let's say you are a hiker right sometimes it isn't timed but let's just say you're a hiker, and we're talking about this boop. It is this boop, this boot. It is timed, right? This bippity boppity boop boot. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. It's timed. That's the new shirt. Bippity boppity boop boot. Yeah. Just bippity boppity boot. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome. It's timed, and let's say you're hiking along. And you see this boot. You're like, oh man, my boot fell apart. I this boot looks great. Let me put this one on. I'll save my boot. I'll bring it home. I mean, they would make it probably really ugly looking. But let's just say the guy's desperate. Maybe it's all flopping around and stuff. And then he's walking along and the timer hits and he's in the middle of the World Cup. Who are you rooting for? Like what? Ireland? (laughs) (laughs) With the crumb? Like how do you you prevent some little kid just taking your stuff? It's not the wisest thing. Little kids touch everything. They do. Like they touch everything. They do. Who knows what they bring home? They stick stuff in the weirdest places. You know this. They 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 have like little. They're like squirrels. They they pack stuff everywhere on on their bodies. I mean, here we go. It's been a massive organizational problem. Side, Mister Weasley. The trouble is, about a hundred thousand wizards turn up to the wizard the World Cup, and of course, we just haven't got a magical site big enough to accommodate them all. So this is like a serious thing, and there definitely are oopsies every once in a Can while. We- can we yeah. just talk about how every form of magical, like, 
transportation is freaking weird. Yeah. It's weird. All right. First, brooms. Okay. Brooms, you're learning it not easy. Okay. You can't just hop on a broom and go. Then you got uh, uh, platform nine and three quarters. You got to run into a wall. How's that work? Then, then. They have to make it so weird that muggles don't do it. That they won't pick up the ugly group. The, the flu network? Love it. The walk flu- into fire, You're man. just walking into fire and hopefully, hopefully mm-hmm. you got enough powder. What happens if you don't got enough powder? Yeah. Half your Diagonally. body goes. You, yeah, <laughs> you, you end up somewhere. And now we got, and then we're apparating. You get splinched. You can have an arm, you can have an arm in Cranston, and yeah. then you can have your head in Providence. Hey, you know? I, I, Two places at one time, and then we're talking about, and then we're talking about uh, about porkies, and you don't know what happens if you let go of the porky. Do you just get tossed about into the in, in, into the rest of the planet? Do you I, end up I, in some ul- ulterior dimension? I I would be nervous because I gotta tell you, when I went up in that plane, what did I hit? G four? Was that even? Is that even like a real thing? Four G? <laughs> what did I hit? When my face looked like a frog. Yeah, Mary, Mary, uh. Mary's the bars on Mary's face went up and up and up, and it said four G. <laughs> what did I? What is it? No, uh, G force. You hit. Yeah, I think you, did, you, you did one G. Yeah, whatever I did, I went up in this plane on television. We can find the clip for those of you who join the nerdclan.com. But I flew with some like fancy schmancy. That is, you know what? What? When when we hit nine hundred members that join join the nerdclan.com, oh. we will put Mary's experience oh. on one of those stunt planes. That was a terrible day. That we'll, we'll put that up there. That, that that's the reward day. for nine hundred. They You'll had see to carefully Mary- edit it so that it wasn't me. Like the entire time, you could tell I'm miserable. <laughs> Mary's uh. face. She did turn into a frog. For I did. A good few seconds. My skin just like flew off my face. <laughs> Who would do that for fun? They were like, Mary, why don't you go in this stunt plane? Okay, yeah, okay, sure. great. I wanted to barf the entire time. My gosh. Speaking of barfing, though, uh. okay. Ton ton coffees. Yes. We got these twins trying to smuggle this stuff in, getting it into the World Cup, getting it into school. And Mrs. Weasley is on this like butter on bread. She could tell right away that George has got something in his pocket. And she, achoo, 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 achoo. And things start popping out everywhere. I mean, these boys were so crafty that they hid candy like within the seams, within the rolled up parts of their pants. They were trying their darndest to try to smuggle some of these candies that they worked for six months on. Right. Um, you know, and it's, I, would be really interested to read their report cards because to me this sounds like a beautiful blend of potions and charms to make these Absolutely. possible you yep. know and it's like who were they testing it on were they testing it on themselves how did they just make it so that's just to the tongue i mean these guys did put a lot of research and development yeah, and into it, these candies and it shows you a little bit about their character too they've worked on this thing for six months how much r&d mm-hmm. you went into it and how driven they are and how talented they are but also like how entrepreneurial they are they know that this is a thing they want this to be a thing so they're putting in the work to do it exactly it's like steve jobs in his garage man hey you know just with just start somewhere tongue toffees well you know we, we get this and then fred and george do have a moment so not only do they lose their candies and they probably trudge off in the dark tired crabby all they eat was some porridge and then they have to meet cedric diggory who's like hot he's 17 he's the captain of the quidditch team the guy who he's won just, last yeah. year 
Yeah. And like, of course, of course she's the nicest human on the planet. Freaking Cedric Diggory. No, don't. Do not. Listen, you can hate on Justin Finch Fletchley. <laughs> I'm always going to hate on JFF. You are not allowed to hate on Cedric. Uh, no, I'm serious. This kid does does no wrong. He does no wrong. And if you hate on him, we actually may have some issues. Uh the funny thing is, is that I, I don't know if there's anything I actually can't hate on. Thank you. Because even when I want to hate him, even when I want to hate on now him. Now, mind you, you only know movies, Cedric. That's true. But yes. Well, the, the way that he like w- runs down after. At, <laughs> floats down. He floats down with his, with his feet and everything. I hated that. Okay. And the way that he pops down from the tree, it was such an arrogant move to do no, that. It played, no, it was. But it, it didn't was. happen in the book, I know, okay? I know, I know. I'm just, you talked about the movie. I'm saying that the movie was arrogant. The book, however, when I wanted to hate on him, when I want, when I expected the, the tree flop, yeah. I didn't get it. No. You know what I got? I got dead. The kid, the kid fell off of his broom. I didn't beat him. He fell off it of his broom. Accident. It was an accident. Things happen. Yeah. You know? And his dad's like, no, no, no. Hey, did you fall off your broom? No, you didn't. Guess who did? Guess, you know what that means? That's the better flyer. Oh, my goodness That's gracious. the better flyer. I wouldn't know what to do if my parents ever were like that. I was never like the best, though, at anything, so it's totally okay. <laughs> I never had that problem. Um, you know, what I loved, too, was, was Amos was like, oh, are these all your kids? And eventually, they all are. Eventually, Hermione becomes a Weasley. Eventually, Harry oh, becomes a son-in-law. Yeah, look at you. I was like, everyone there are his. Wow. Right? I know. Look at you. I know. Look at Rereads you. are so fun. No! So okay, then they touch the boot. It happened immediately. Harry felt as though a hook just behind his navel had been suddenly jerked irresistibly forward. Telling you, this is what it's like to hit 4G. (laughs) Not 5G, though. 5G's... 5G's, No, that's for aliens. That's like warp speed. His feet left (laughs) the ground. Aliens? He he could feel Ron and Hermione on either side of him, their shoulders banging into his. They were all speeding forward in the howl of the wind, swirling color. His forehead... Uh, Forefinger was stuck to the boot as it was pulling him magnetically onward. Then his feet slammed to the ground. Ron staggered into him and he fell over. The portkey hit the ground near his head with a heavy thud. Harry looked up. Mr. Weasley, Mr. Diggory, and Cedric were still standing, though looking very windswept. Everyone else was on the ground. Seven past five, some Stoat's Head Hill, said a voice. This chapter and the past number of chapters have been nothing but world building. Mm Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? Fine with it. Yeah, it's it's definitely because it's getting you there, and you know, and I think that's why it's important that the first chapter of this book be so different. Yeah, as the world building that takes place, say, in the Sorcerer's Stone, is magnificent and colorful and exciting, and you're seeing it all through Harry's eyes. And granted, you're still seeing this through Harry's eyes, yep. but. We're all anticipating, we're all being told the Quidditch World Cup. And not only that, not only is the excitement of the Weasleys and Harry being like, yay, the Quidditch World Cup, we are told in the first chapter that it's going down at the Quidditch World Cup. So we're reading this being like, yay, but watch out, yay, watch out, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So I'm okay with it, and we go from here. Right. Are we doing different perspectives? Yes, we are. All right, we're doing different perspective. Let's get her done. Holy cricket, you're Harry Potter. I'm Hermione Granger, and you are Arthur Weasley. Arthur, got a lot, got a lot of kids in tow today, huh? Uh, I didn't really notice. After five, you uh, <laughs> you you lose count. I mean, what's another <laughs> scoop of porridge? 
you know? Not a tuft of red hair. It's fine. None of them have a big tongue, so we're all good. You know, I'm I'm living my best life. How come? Why? I I'm dressed like a muggle. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> snaps. I hear that that's what people do. Some <laughs> snaps. <laughs> and guess what's in my pocket? <laughs> a plug. <laughs> a plug. <laughs> Living my best life. Snaps. The end. End scene. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, you ready to wrap this up? Yeah, let's. Uh, normally, we would take some uh, some emails, emails, but we do have stuff. to do this in an abridged version. Yeah. So we if will you, get the emails of the next one. Yes, if you guys have emails and you have questions, whatever, get us to the next one. In the meantime, Marvin. Oh man, that was oh that was really good. You're welcome. That was really good. All right, let's uh, let's close this bad boy out. Yes, you will. That was awesome. Thank you all so much for for tuning in, for listening, for for participating. As Blake said, we'll be taking more emails in the next episode, so be sure to get those in at maryandblakemedia at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you for those of you who are at jointhenerdclan.com. You are giving us virtual hugs and high fives. If you are in the market for some waterproof mascara, head on over to minutewithmary.com slash discount. I forgot to mention our, our sponsor, of course, in addition to podcasting. I love to play with makeup. If you have not yet joined my VIP group on Facebook, search the hashtag minutewithmary. I share lots of tips and tricks, no purchase necessary. And on that note, my friends... My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. Mischief managed. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.